when looking at a SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, would say, pull up your shorts, work on your weaknesses, improve them, get better. And then along comes Steve Jobs, and he has a different view of it. And he says, no, 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 no. Master your strengths. Become a master at what you're great at, what you're good at, most likely what you love, what you're passionate about. Become a master. And then build a team around you of extraordinary people. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO Podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Gary Mitchell of On Track Coach. Gary, excited to have you on the show. Hey, Gresham. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me on your show today. Absolutely. I appreciate all the awesome things that you're doing. And before, of course, we jump into having a great conversation, I want to read a little bit more about Gary so you can hear about some of those awesome things. And Gary is the CEO of On Track Coach, has a very entrepreneurial approach to coaching lawyers, helping them to develop those skills that are critical to the business of law, creativity, communication, imagination, and innovation. Gary knows that lawyers are smart, and when they are given effective guidance and support and pointed in the right direction, they learn their these new skills and habits very quickly. Thrice published his latest book, A Growing a Law Practice During COVID-19, was published in June of 2021. And Gary's latest innovation is the Law Practice Builder app, guiding lawyers through the same process he uses in his coaching engagements. Gary, excited again to have you on the show. All the awesome things you're doing. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely, Gresham. Let's get it started then. So to kind of kick everything off, I know I touched on it a little bit when I read your bio, but I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. It's actually, it's kind of an interesting story. Um, uh, It starts with politics. I was campaign manager for a lawyer um, and I was coaching him. I didn't like the campaign manager part, but I loved the coaching part. I was coaching him as a candidate. So all soft skills, right? Like networking, uh, media relations, um, you know, kissing babies, shaking hands, kind of interaction with people. And this guy was like huge intellectual, two master's degrees. So intellectually, like, you know, at the top of his game, soft skills, people skills, blank canvas. So as the campaign went on, I was coaching him on all these skills. And you should have seen this guy, the transformation he went under. It was amazing. So not only was it a life aha moment for me, because I've been a candidate, I've done this, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm the guy behind the guy, so to speak. And it was just like, wow, I loved it. At the same time, one of his best friends, a former lawyer, suggested I look at the legal industry. He said, I've watched what you've done with this candidate. And the lawyers really need help with soft skills, marketing, business development, business management skills. Really? So I took a look. I spent about nine months doing research and I haven't stopped since. That was about 17 years ago. 
Nice. I absolutely love that, especially as you were able to kind of see and have that uh, kind of magnet that drew you in the right direction in that in that position. And, and it's so powerful. I, you know, they always call them soft skills, but I imagine you probably think the same thing. They end up being like the thread towards you being able to kind of show how smart you are, what you do. If you aren't able to kind of communicate with people, it's kind of like the, the if the tree falls in the forest and nobody's around, doesn't make a sound. If you're really, really smart yeah, and you've done absolutely. awesome things, you can't communicate it. Have you really? Well, you can see it. Like you can see it every day in in politics when you see a candidate. Uh, forget about the policy for a minute. Um, we're, we won't go down that road. Yeah. But you can tell right away if they're making a connection to their audience, whether it be over the TV or live. That's what I'm talking about. That's the same kind of skills that are required in business, right? Being entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, uh, building your team, marketing, business development, day to day. I mean, they don't hurt to, for life skills either. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, they, these two things kind of overlap and, and intertwine very tremendously. So I, I know that's a little bit of like what you do when you help work with and support your clients. So I wanted to drill down a little bit more, hear how that process goes and you make that impact for the clients you work with. Well, I've taken, it's been brought to my attention that, you know, there's, there's a number of dif different business coaches out there, but I take more of a psychological approach, understanding the lawyer's mind being heavy on the uh, left brain functions, analytical, skeptical, which really they need, right, uh, to do their job as a lawyer. Uh, uh, they're paramount. Um, but I liken it to this question. I've said this, I think I've said it in a few articles. I don't know if it was in the book. Um, the left brain has been had Olympian level exercise and practice. The right brain has been a couch potato binging on Netflix. <laughs> so what what I do in my coaching practice is I really help them understand these different skills that they haven't had as much practice or experience, and some have had none, right? Um, and it takes them out of their comfort zone because they're so focused on those skills that make them a great lawyer, which often make them a poor business person. So I'm not changing them. I'm not taking away from them being a good lawyer. I don't want to touch that. I help them learn how to be more entrepreneurial. That's my approach. That's that's what really stands me out from other business coaches in the legal industry. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I almost wonder if like um, I, I was thinking the word amplify because I, you know, going back to what we were talking about, when you really have done that Olympian workout, you've gone to yeah. you've done all those things. But you aren't necessarily able to communicate them or you aren't able to maybe even get clients, just all those entrepreneurial things. You can't really have the impact that you could have. So almost the word that I was landing on is amplify, because I feel yeah. like what you do kind of helps amplify all the Olympian skills they kind of developed. Well, I'll never forget. It was actually a couple of years ago during COVID. And I have this uh, senior partner at an international firm. So very veteran, right? Maybe five years away from retiring. We're on a call and he says, Gary, why is it that some of the best lawyers, like the brainiacs, so to speak, for lack of a better term, brilliant in law, are clueless in the business side, right? And he, we both laughed and I said, it's all about the brain. It's all about what your, your schooling, your experience, everything has, has focused on that, those left brain functions, right? We both, obviously, we, we all use both sides of the brain. <laughs> I'm not saying that they don't use them all. I'm exaggerating, but they've never had, it's never taught in school. Um, when they're juniors and starting out, they never get that. It's all about the book. It's all about the letter of the law. It's analytical, critical, um, theoretical, like 
intellectual smarts. And what I do is help them build their street smarts, so to speak, business smarts. Very practical, down-to-earth approach. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I I know you kind of maybe touched on this a little bit, but I want to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. It could be for yourself, the business, or a combination of both. But is it your ability to kind of understand and meet people where they are, understand the, the lawyer and understand each of the human aspects of it? Do you think that's part of your secret sauce? I really do, actually. It's been brought to my attention. Like I go back to my very first client, um, very, very well-respected junior partner at a very large litigation firm, doing well already. And his, his very own words, as he looked at two other people, I'm brand spanking new, okay? Like Polish, you know, um, just out of the out of the car, car room, showroom. Um, <laughs> and he said he chose me because he said, you know, Gary, I'm already a good lawyer. I want what you have. I want that entrepreneurial drive and spirit and mindset. And so it kind of set me on the path right out of the gate. Um, And I've explored it more. And the more I understand the lawyer mind, and by the way, it's not just the lawyer mind, it's the intellectual mind. And so I passed that real practical down to earth approach. That's part of the secret sauce. And then that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial bent or focus really, I think that's what really grabs them because a lot of them, when they come to me, that's what they want. They know how to be a lawyer. They know how to be great lawyers, right? But they want to be good and great at business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so powerful what you do. So um, I wanted to to ask you a little bit more about like how you're working with your clients and how you're serving them. And that is, you know, manifest itself in your app and your book and all the things that you're doing, helping them to kind of bridge that gap between understanding how exactly they can learn each of those soft skills so that they can be amplified and complemented. Yeah, the app, basically the app is designed um, in order. So if you were just starting out, okay, it's in order. Each module, like I, it's suggested that you take this one and then you move to the next one and the next one. But if you're coming in, you're a veteran lawyer and you already know you've got a practice up and running or maybe you're running a small firm and um, you've got a few years experience, it's open. So you can pick and choose where you start. Do you start with HR and leadership or do you start with marketing? Practice management, time management, uh, whatever challenge is up front for you at the time, you can pick and choose which module to start with, and you're in total control. It's the same exercises, same worksheets, same evaluations that I use in my one-to-one coaching. And so basically what it was designed for Gresham is self-learners. So somebody that with guidance, a little bit of guidance, far far less than the one-to-one coaching, can do this on their own time. But I have to say, I'm most proud of this out of all the intellectual things I've done, books and articles and whatever, I'm most proud of the Law Practice Builder app. Um, to my knowledge, there is no other uh, product out there like it. Nice. Well, I absolutely appreciate that. So I wanted to switch gears a little bit yep. and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an Apple book or a habit that you have. But what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Well, first of all, let me tell you my favorite book. My favorite book, uh, and it's not about CEOs, but it's about business. It's called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And it talks about the differences of a good corporation or good organization and a great one. And I quote it uh, in all three books. I quote him, um, especially talking about HR. So that's one of my favorite books. Um, I have a morning ritual that, depending on the client, I pass along. And my morning always starts with gratitude. I I look around and I like I have a list of things and I 
fully aware every moment, every month, morning, uh, grabbing my coffee as my brain is starting to warm up. This is way before I dive into any work at all. I appreciate you, of course, sharing that today and, of course, having that in your book. And, of course, the, the book Good to Great, which is always a, a great thing to understand, like how important it is to have valuable people around you. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? You might have Okay, well, actually, this. this leads perfectly into Does the it? CEO okay. nugget. Go because having great people around you is the nugget. As a CEO, as a CEO, you're captain of the ship. You're steering the ship. That doesn't mean you have to be cooking the food, doing the laundry, <laughs> scrubbing, uh, watch, washing the deck, uh, navigating the ship. No. And in fact, many entrepreneurs starting out make this mistake of trying to do everything themselves. And I think uh, we've talked about this before. I certainly uh, repeat it. One of my idols, unfortunately, is no longer with us, Steve Jobs. Back in the 80s, the, the smart people... Um, when looking at a SWAT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, would say, pull up your shorts, work on your weaknesses, improve them, get better. And then along comes Steve Jobs, and he has a different view of it. And he says, no, 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 no. Master your strengths. Become a master at what you're great at, what you're good at, most likely what you love, what you're passionate about. Become a master. And then build a team around you of extraordinary people. Yeah, absolutely. Who wouldn't want to be a part of that? So I absolutely love and appreciate that. And so I think we touched on like how you would look at and define being a CEO, especially you being a virtual CEO and supporting so many organizations. I think you said being able to inspire, motivate and have that vision and uh, be able to kind of do that. Do you consider that to be part of being a CEO? Absolutely. Um, See, here's the thing. Um, You don't have to have all of the ideas or the points, right? Sometimes you'll have an idea. Sometimes you'll have a vision, but sometimes you won't. You're going to know who on your team to look to. You get the conversation started, right? And at the end of the day, you build on that conversation. And before you know it, you forget where did the idea come from in the beginning? It doesn't matter. It's where it gets to. And where it gets to is a part of the whole team. And as a CEO, I think it's the most important thing you can do is inspire ideas inspire i even read i even read i can't remember where it was inspire failure because from failure we learn and we're not always and it's not going to be huge failure right it's not going to bring the, the corporation down but by inspiring failure you're opening the floodgates of creativity and innovation you're telling your people bring the ideas don't keep quiet bring them we want to hear them we want to you know work with them uh, mash it um, and collaborate. And that's when real creativity and real innovation happens. That's when big things happen when you take that approach. Well, Gary, I truly appreciate your definitions and all the awesome things that you're doing. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how people can get a copy of your book, the app, all the awesome things that you're working on. Second thing you become really good at is becoming a leader so you can attract and build this amazing team around you and you can give your people what you have and what a gift that is. So you can allow your people to come to work and have that same level of passion and commitment to the project, to the company, to the vision, be a part of the vision and leading it forward and moving it forward. And that's, again, I say it again, because it's worth repeating. That's when big things happen. That's when new innovation, new creations, uh, inventions, service offerings, 
that's where all that happens is when humans are inspired to think and create. Um, the app is off my website, uh, www.ontracknokcoach.com. Uh, it's right on the homepage, Practice Build, Law Practice Builder. Um, the book is available from LexisNexis. That's a legal publisher. Um, but it's just, you know, I just have to say it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Um, really have, I love this collaborative uh, approach you have to your podcast. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. It always makes it easier and better when you have awesome people doing awesome things to be able to kind of collaborate. So I appreciate you for all the awesome things you're doing, Gary. Of course, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. You too, Gresham. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the I Am CEO podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.